Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, we're going to Israel. Avi Lipkin is here, ready to share the latest details on the war, as well as his unique perspective on the events that are rapidly unfolding in the Middle East. Thank you for being here today. Watchman on the Wall is presented each day on almost 700 radio signals, as well as online and as a podcast. You can also access our program at the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. Expanding our reach on these brand new platforms is only possible because of you. Your prayers and financial support keep us going and allow us to introduce the truth of the gospel to brand new people every day. And I want to say a special hello to all of our new friends who are listening for the first time today. Whether you're listening on the radio or online, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, be sure to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Staff Evangelist Josh Davis and today's special guest, Avi Lipkin, are ready to share the latest details on what's happening on the ground in Israel. Here's Josh Davis. I'm privileged to be joined by Avi Lipkin. He is in Israel, was scheduled to be in the United States with us in the studio, but with all the events that happened on October 7th, he decided to stay at home. So we're going to hear an important update on today's program and tomorrow's program of what's happening in Israel as we speak. The events of October 7th was much like what we experienced here in the United States on September the 11th. But if you look at the percentages There was far more percentage of Israeli citizens who died on October 7th than we lost in September the 11th. And it's a terrible, terrible thing that we're witnessing. Avi, we are grateful that you have joined us. Uh, Can you give us an update on what's going on in Israel right now? Well, uh, you know, the uh, comparison is very clear between Hamas and the Nazi party. Uh, and also uh, the uh, the um, uh, ISIS. Uh, and what our leaders are saying here in Israel is that they are worse than the Nazis. They are worse than ISIS. Uh, the behavior is absolutely horrendous uh, of these uh, terrorists. And uh, the Israeli government actually, after a very great debate, decided to go public with uh, videos that were shot uh, by the uh, Hamas terrorists as they were murdering people, uh, as they were raping, as they were burning people in their homes, uh, cutting the belly open up uh, of a pregnant woman and then putting the, 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 um, the baby in the, in the oven. Um, horrible, horrible things. And uh, they're saying psychiatrists are recommending that only people with a strong stomach uh, may be able to watch these uh, videos because they are so horrendous. Uh, they were all shot by Hamas terrorists who were videotaping the horrible things they were doing. And um, you see, the crazy thing is here, we have two mentalities. We have the mentality of the West, which is you and me, mm-hmm. and we have the mentality of the Middle East. And the problem is uh, that people like you and me, Westerners, are, are finding it very hard to understand 
the thinking of people from the Middle East. And when you cannot understand the thinking of the people in the Middle East, you make horrible mistakes, horrible policy mistakes. And uh, so now what's happening is the Israeli government has understood that after years and years and years of giving Hamas whatever they wanted in the hope that this would moderate them and this would bring about some kind of a prosperity for the people and bring peace and uh, generally a great situation. People spoke of Hamas as being like a Singapore or, you know, a wonderful tourist area, Riviera. Uh, and instead, Hamas, very cynically, was just preparing uh, tunnels under their city. They have a whole city under the city uh, to fight a war uh, against Israel. And they said that after the war is over, they're going to prepare for the next war and the next war and the next war until there's no more Israel. Mm. And uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said to the uh, Christian Western countries, you guys are next. The Muslims in your countries are going to do this to you. And the problem is, you know, there's a very famous saying in English, it takes a thief to know a thief. And because American Christians are not thieves, Americans just cannot fathom, they cannot understand the mentality of thieves. And if you don't understand the mentality of the thieves, you're lost. And so, you know, I think that uh, Netanyahu, Prime Minister Netanyahu, is very right when he says that, you know, after Israel, they're going to come after you guys. So what do we see in, in Israel since October the 7th? Uh, what has the, the mood of the Israeli people been like? Uh, what has the response been among people in Israel? Okay, well, firstly, uh, I think uh, many of you know that uh, Israel is actually fighting a, a five-front war because we are fighting against Hamas in Gaza. We're fighting against Hezbollah in Lebanon because we have we have a, a hot border. They're, they're shooting uh, anti-tank missiles at us everywhere. We have a, actually a war in Judea and Samaria with Hamas terrorists in Judea and Samaria. We have missiles coming at us from Syria by uh, Palestinian uh, uh, terrorists who are in Syria supporting the fight against Israel. And now we're having you know missiles and uh, and um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, unmanned aircraft coming at us from Yemen, uh, which is like 1,000 miles away. So, you know, we, we are, we, and who's behind it all? Iran. And uh, America's trying to have a good relationship with Iran, and they're shooting missiles and, uh, you know, at American bases in Syria and Iraq. And what's America doing in Iraq? Iraq is fighting ISIS. And mm. the Iran is not ISIS. Iran is Shiite. And so, actually, Iran should be appreciating what America is doing. No, Iran's attacking America, too. So uh, we may be seeing, uh, since uh, the 7th of October, you know, the, the two aircraft carrier groups from the U.S. Navy ha are now in the Middle East. Uh, there's a nuclear submarine uh, carrying 130 uh, ICBMs. They're not nuclear-tipped, as far as I know. But uh, the U.S. Navy is ready, the U.S. military is ready to get involved heavily. If, if Israel really gets uh, a frontal invasion from the north as well, from, uh, from Hezbollah. The crazy thing here is that uh, the Hamas were not supposed to attack on October 7th. They were supposed to attack together with a Hezbollah attack from Lebanon and an attack from Iran, uh, all coordinated together, but they jumped the gun. Hamas jumped the gun because they heard that the, the Jews would be having a uh, like a an, a nature party on the border with Gaza. You know, nature party is where people just go and get high on drugs and uh, and alcohol and have a great time and 
And I mean, not all of them were doing this, but you had a thousand young kids there. Mm. And uh, they heard about this, and uh, the Hamas people said, oh, wow, let's jump the gun and get these Jews. And they killed like 250 young kids there. Just dancing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just murderers. And then they went into the Kibbutzim and Moshevim, which are collected by settlements, and they started murdering people who were not armed or, you know, and just raping and slaughtering and chopping heads off. And uh, they chopped heads off of soldiers. They chopped heads off of little babies. I, I, it's like it's incomprehensible to the Christian mind uh, what these people have been doing. And so finally the Israeli government went into full mobilization, uh, my son, who is 48, was just mobilized by the army. Mm, wow. I'm 75, and, and I offered to join the army, and they said, Grandpa, you have a pistol. You stay home, guard your wife and your house, because uh, the, the settlement where we live, Kedar, could be overrun by Islamic terrorists also, just mm. like in Gaza. So we may have to fight you know, to defend ourselves, because we are surrounded by Arab communities. Um, and the problem is not territory. The problem is not a Palestinian state. The problem is that Islam teaches them to kill us. All the Jews have to die on Saturday, and all the Christians have to die on Sunday. You know, they're going to kill after you guys, too. So this is a battle uh, that uh, the Christians must stand by us. And what about some of the other countries, some of the other alliances that may be forming there in Israel? Can you speak to some of the other neighbors that surround Israel and what their response is, perhaps like the country of Jordan, Egypt, some of those other nations? Well, you have to understand that because they are Muslim, all the nations surrounding us, uh, they cannot be allies of Israel in any way whatsoever. And uh, they are supporting Hamas. But the thing is, their support for Hamas is becoming less and less now because they understand the the evil, demonic nature of Hamas. Um, I mean, we do have uh, official relations with Egypt. We do have official relations with uh, Jordan. And uh, Hamas is an enemy to them, too. Nobody wants these Hamas terrorists. So, actually, I I don't know exactly where this is all going. I know that the U.S. is pushing for prisoner exchange and a ceasefire. Um, The United Nations, which has always been anti-Israel, is uh, pushing for uh, a ceasefire, uh, which basically means that—and then Hamas just rearms and regroups for the next round, which will be in a few years. So the Israeli government approach is, no, Hamas has to be completely removed, and uh, there has to be a denazification program for the Gaza Strip uh, so that the people in Gaza will have a normal life and a normal education. We're speaking with Avi Lipkin. He is in Israel, and we recently sat down with him. We were there in Israel about four weeks before the events of October the 7th unfolded, and we were able to record Heritage Under Attack. This is a new DVD available from our ministry. You can order your copy by calling us at 1-800-652-1144. And in one of those sessions, Avi, we talked about what was happening there at Mount Ebal and how that they were trying to bulldoze the altar and the important discovery that had been made there. And we discussed that at length. And so, is the war having any impact on these kinds of, of sites, to your knowledge? Well, I have a, a bad feeling about it. Uh, I said to my son today, actually, when was the last time—well, he's in the Army now, so I said, when was the last time you went to Mount Ebal? He said, I haven't gone in a while, and the Israeli Army has uh, closed the area off to Jewish uh, uh, pilgrims and Christians. Um, because the, the army has to send uh, soldiers to accompany us and guard us. 
from Islamic terrorism. So we don't even know uh, if uh, the uh, Mount Ebal, uh, Joshua's altar site has been bulldozed, because we know that that was the plan of the Palestinians. So my son and I, my son said he's going to take a day off from the army, and then he and I are going to drive uh, to Mount Ebal, and we're going to investigate to make sure that, that they have not sent their bulldozers in to destroy the site. I mean, that's a site that's been around for 3,500 years, and mm -hmm. uh, we have to protect it. So, you know, we'll have to see. Listen, this, is, this site is important for Christians, too, because it proves the veracity of the Bible, uh, that Joshua's altar really existed, that Joshua existed, Moses existed. I mean, if they didn't exist, and if the Bible is all fairy tales, then uh, that's, that's not good for Christianity either. So what we're doing is for the sake of Judaism and Christianity together, and if I may add, you know, I am the founder of the Judeo-Christian Bible Block Party, which is to give Christians representation in the Knesset, uh, to have Christian candidates in the party. There are no Christians as of yet in the Knesset, in our Congress. Mm. So uh, Mount Ebal is a very, very important uh, milestone uh, for Jews and Christians together. Now, how have businesses, and I know the tourism industry that you work closely in, how has all of that been impacted by the events of October 7th and the war that's unfolded? Well, tourism virtually has stopped. Uh, on, the, on the other hand, because of the horrors of the missile attacks uh, all along the Gaza area and uh, from Lebanon, we have 100,000 Israelis who have been evacuated by the Israeli government and sent to hotels. So hotels are all full. Uh, at the, at the pay, you know, taxpayers' expense, because these people cannot live under missile barrage. Uh, so the hotels are doing okay. Tour companies are pretty much shut down. And we cannot even plan a new tours to Israel until uh, this war is over. And there are, there are also people in the north of Israel saying, you know, we're not going back to our homes on the Lebanese border until Hezbollah has been taken out as well. Mm. And uh, what about the other economy in Israel? How has this impacted the economy there uh, in Israel? Well, the, the, the economy uh, before the war was very strong. Uh, obviously, the, uh, there are certain things which are not affected, like food, for example, uh, basic uh, industries, basic uh, needs of the people. But uh, you have to remember, we've got almost half a million men in uniform now. Mm. And so there, there's a lot of uh, work that cannot be done because the men are not there working. They're all in the army. Mm. So this uh, war has to get be over quickly. Uh, Gaza has to be liberated from Hamas. There has to be some kind of an uh, uh, international agreement to redo Gaza and denazify it from the Hamas. And then uh, probably we're going to have to go up to the north and deal with Hezbollah too because they have the Iranian backing also to destroy us. Um, you know, we believe that the, and President Biden believed that there was a friendly way to do things and friendly way to have relations with Iran, and it's all based on stupidity. Mm, that's true. That's true. And then they, you know, gave the billions of dollars for the exchange, and it wasn't long after that these that these attacks took place against Israel. And so, and you know, in Ezekiel thirty-three. It, talks about the watchman on the wall, and that's, of course, the name of this program, Watchman on the Wall, and we see that the qualifications to be a watchman was to sound the trumpet, and if you failed to sound the trumpet, and then the blood of the people would be on your hands, and so that's part of the reason we wanted to have you on, Avi, was to help to sound the trumpet, to sound the alarm, to alert people, to wake people up to what is happening in Israel, but also what could happen in America.
as most of our listeners are here in America. And so thank you for sounding that trumpet. How can we be prepared? How can we prepare ourselves for what may come? Well, firstly, uh, I would say, I know some people will not be happy with what I say, but Fox News is not that bad. The rest are that bad. But Fox News gives a lot of good information, um, in addition to the fluff, of course, but it does give good reporting. Um, there are lots of underground websites, uh, Jewish and Christian, uh, that are like underground, but they're not underground, they're there. And people need to, uh, you have to, you, I mean, whoever's listening, whoever's interested, has to investigate on his own or on her own and find out the truth because the media is not going to give it to you. Otherwise, uh, you're blinded by the uh, no news uh, news. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so people have to get the information. People have to be active, uh, reach out to senators and members of House of uh, Representatives, um, reach out to your pastors, reach out to your community leaders, your police, your fire departments. You're going to have terrorism on American soil big time. And people don't know why. You know, like, why are they doing this to us? And the reason is because Americans are the infidels in the eyes of Islam. And America is the great Satan in the eyes of Islam. And, uh, you know, I know what I'm saying is it will not be allowed to be aired anywhere except on your show and a few other good Christian programs, which I work with. So all I can say is, you know, God bless America. God save America. And for heaven's sakes, people, do your homework. Amen. Avi, I look forward to talking with you again on tomorrow's program. Okay. And my website is biblicalalliance.com. Uh, it's the, it's my personal website, but also you can get into the Bible Block uh, Judeo-Christian Party, which is important that people support that too. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, we'll join with you again on tomorrow's program. We have much more from Israel with Avi Lipkin coming up on tomorrow's program. Recently, a team from Southwest Radio Ministries traveled to Israel and Jordan, filming a number of teaching series and documentaries. One of those projects is being officially released today. Heritage Under Attack. Overlooking the city of Jerusalem, Pastor Larry Spargimino and Staff Evangelist Josh Davis sit down for two important conversations with Israeli expert Avi Lipkin. Order this important DVD today. Heritage Under Attack. Order when you call 1-800-652-1144. You can also order at our website, swrc.com. Part 1 of Heritage Under Attack details the recent finding of an ancient altar at Mount Ebal, Israel, and the importance of protecting and preserving the site. In Part 2, Avi Lipkin provides a brief political history of Israel to help us understand the current challenges that Israel faces. Heritage Under Attack. Order today, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. This time of year is very musical. From special hymns to Christmas carols, these songs help prepare your heart and mind for worship. Pastor Larry recently visited with instrumental guitarist James Sunquist to discuss sacred hymns and carols. Our guest is James Sunquist. He has written extensively on discernment issues, and James is also a musician and a composer. He is the founder and director of Eagle Masterworks Productions. We're going to be talking about music. We are offering two CDs that James Sunquist has produced. This is great material for the holiday season. 
Good music is an important part of the holidays. James, it's great to be back with you on the air. Larry, it's an honor to speak with you, and I just want to honor to whom honors do, thanking you and Noah going back a quarter of a century that, that you believed in me and supported me and published and distributed my written works and my musical works, and CD, guitar works, etc. And my wife, I'm grateful to because she was with me when we recorded both albums in New York, and that's where I met her, and we're happily married now, 36 years, so... I've made it in New York, as the song goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm from New York City originally, and although you're in New Jersey, let me ask you a fundamental question. I think you're going to be writing on this in the future, but what is your view of music in the, the life of a Christian, and what about guitar? You play classical guitar. Yes, classical and folk guitar that I was inspired originally. Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Paul became a Christian and helped me produce my first record album. And the uh, guitar in Christmas carols, uh, or actually there's been a war on Christian musicians that goes back centuries, as you no doubt know. And so my my view on using a musical instrument is that I believe that God has ordained it to, to worship by, and interestingly enough, Silent Night is one of the probably most famous Christmas carol in the world, written in German, and we sang it to the Russian soldiers at a, at a guard station in West Germany, it was in missile maintenance there, and so interestingly enough, Russians as a whole that were were not communists, were Russian Orthodox, which their, their Christmas carols are completely different than the Western. But Silent Night is the only Christmas carol I know in the world that was written on the guitar. They had no choice. And it was presented in the congregation, in worship, of course, in German. So that's another reason I love Silent Night. And another point I wanted to make, Larry, was the, uh, the word harp is used that David played in Scripture. And it's in all English translations. But the actual word, English didn't have this word to describe it. But it was actually not a harp but it was called a quinoir, K-I-N-N-O-R, O-I-R, I-R, and it's, uh, the difference between a harp and a, a, a quinoir is that a harp has the soundboard perpendicular to the strings, and a quinoir, which has the strings parallel to the soundboard, and that's what David played when he cast demons out of Saul. Believe it or not, a guitar is the closest to a quinoir because Unlike, it's just, it has a soundboard parallel with the strings. The difference is it has a fretboard. And I think if David were alive today, he, I, he'd have a hard time finding a quinoa for sale. Uh, he'd probably play guitar to cast out demons <laughs> and to hide in the cave from Saul um, uh, to compose songs and in the play for the sheep and to keep them calm. And speaking of that, I believe music keeps, and I did, did a study on this, does an enormous amount to playing a musical instrument or listening to a musical instrument lowers stress, blood pressure. It's a great health factor. But if you play a musical instrument, it lowers it even more. So I think God knew what he was doing, not just to worship him with a musical instrument, but what it personally can do for your health and reducing stress and making you calm and, and things like famous hymns that are such as uh, Be Still My Soul and songs like this that can help do that. So it, 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 worship is the central purpose, of course. 
And another one is as well, you know, the famous missionary who's lost his whole family. Uh, he composed that too, that really helped save his life by writing that hymn and, and singing it. And it's legendary, it's, it's in hymnals. And, and you asked the question about how to know a good song that's written or whatever. I, I say the, the Bible, test the spirits, see if they be God, be a good Berean, check out the lyrics, check out the author, the composer, what their foundation was, because you can find out whether or not it's, the, the lyrics are going to be doc, doctrinally sound, etc. And then the other thing I learned in my the music company that I had from a grant from Nike to compose uh, music to the actual triplet biomechanics and bioacoustics of the human footfall is those rhythms are less jarring. And so we composed that so you could match it to your target heart rate or the pace that, say, Larry wants to walk or run at and steps per minute, beats per minute. But a bigger thing we learned in, in that company that I formed was how God uses in nature rest and work like rapids and calm in a river. He uses in the wind. He's got the leaves clapping their hands in praise to the Lord when they're, they're waving, the wind's blowing, but then there's calm in between, and then he uses a tempo variations. He uses dynamics, increasing the, the volume and pianissimo to make it softer. And so much of the music today, sadly, is just, is, it's just no rest. It's this one loud volume that's wow. compressed. And I just wish that they just followed more of the Lord's example, really with nature, to, to praise the Lord with uh, their instrument. Right, right. How's that for a playful, Larry? Right. Well, friends, we're visiting with James Sunquist, and we're offering two of his CDs, an anthology of sacred hymns for classical guitar, and also an anthology of sacred carols for classical guitar. And if you get these two CDs, we will also throw in, without any extra charge, two short books dealing with hymns and carols. The books are written by our guest, James Sunquist. The music that you hear in the background is from the CDs. Our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. Now, James, we only have about a minute or so, but actually you're indebted to Pat Boone. I think your first album was on his Lamb and Lion record label. Tell us briefly about that. Well, we, we met his church because I was working for Ruhlman and Munger Advertising, a famous advertising agency, and then we became friends, and I, I recorded in the backyard with dogs barking, trains going by, some of the songs I'd written and sent it to him on a cassette. And he just loved it. And, and interestingly enough, all that chaos in the background it made him laugh. And we hooked up and he asked if he could produce, finance my album and put it on his label. And away we went. We've been friends ever since. And as you know, he's a very staunch defender of Israel. Yes. So Yes. Well, James, thank you so much. It's been great visiting with you and talking about Christian music that edifies. God bless you as you continue to minister through writing and through music. Thank you for your time and being a blessing for me for so long. God keep and richly bless you. The brand new DVD, Heritage Under Attack, is now available. Overlooking the city of Jerusalem, Larry Spargimino, Josh Davis, and Avi Lipkin sit down for two important conversations. Keen analysis and insight into what is happening in Israel and the Middle East are found in this brand new DVD, Heritage Under Attack. Order this important DVD today when you call 
652-1144. Tomorrow, we'll return to Israel with more from Avi Lipkin. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by visiting oneplace.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.